Hey everyone, it's Friday, May 8th, 2020. Welcome to episode 11 of the Ginger and the Beard podcast. What's up, guys? I'm AJ, a.k.a. The Ginger. And I'm Reese, a.k.a. The Beard. And if you're just now tuning in to the stream or you're listening to the recorded version of the show, we just got done streaming for The King for the second week in a row and got a little further along in the game. If you want to see how that went, make sure you check out the recording on Twitch and on YouTube. And then check back next week as we go live with another game. Nice, dude. I can't wait. Yes, sir. Uh, we had a lot of fun playing that again, that game again this week. Uh, I certainly did. I know you did. But now it's time mm. we move into the podcast portion of the show, and there's some exciting stuff this week, right? Um, oh, but yeah. before we dive in, Mr. Ginger, how was your week? It was good. Actually, my week went by really fast. I feel like these weeks sometimes just fly by. Like Work is very stressful during the week, but then uh, we finally get to our Fridays, and I'm Always excited to hop on and talk with you, man. How about yours? Yeah, man, I'm, I'm right there with you. You know, it just flies by, especially with staying inside most of the time. And, you know, it, it's just it just goes by so fast. This week went by really fast for me. Um, I don't know if you saw, but I built my own desk, right? Um, I don't know if you saw Heck the yeah, pictures man. of it. Did you? You yeah. saw the pictures, right? I did see okay. the pictures. I didn't know you were such a craftsman. I didn't know either. Um, this is my first time really doing some serious woodworking, so I uh, I got it all set up last night. So it's 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 I'm I'm oh. using it right now. <laughs> oh, all right. So it's in action. It is in action. Very happy about nice. it too. But yeah, nice. that was the highlight of my week. Um, Are you, you know, proud I'm of yourself? To... Do you get like a sense of enjoyment every time you sit at your desk? You're like, I built this with my bare hands. I do. I do. It feels really You're nice. Like, <laughs> I, harvest, I this, my, harvested this material. This is my desk. Only mine. Yeah. Nobody else in the world has this desk. Um, Blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah. No, seriously. <laughs> All of those. I, I cried last night. <laughs> I think I had like a little... I think I had a... Um, uh, what is it? A splinter? I had a splinter. That was a little bit of blood, you know? So we can, yeah, <laughs> anyway, I got to put the LEDs on it and then it'll, it'll be all said and done. But, uh, I, I'm ready oh, to yeah. drink a little bit of alcohol and, and have some discussions, brother. I feel you there, man. I feel you there. So speaking of which, why don't you tell us, Mr. Beard, what are you drinking tonight, sir? What am I drinking tonight? Um, so, um, I have unboxed it already, but I've 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 got it in the box right now. So this is called Hibiki um, Suntory Whiskey. It's a Japanese. It's called Hibiki Japanese Harmony. It's a Japanese whiskey um, made by mm. the the House of Suntory. The House of Suntory is a family, more or less, you know, that um, owns a, a bunch of different uh, distilleries and makes some of the finest whiskeys out of um japan uh so here's the bottle uh can kind of see it right there um so it's it's when they when very they nice. bottle it very it's nice. uh 43 abv thanks dude this was a this was a housewarming gift actually so very happy um you know that that i was able to you know enjoy this and um you know i'm going to be enjoying it tonight so um 
you know, basically you could describe the taste as having like a honey-like sweetness. Now it's it's whiskey, of course, so it's it's gonna it's gonna taste a little bit like whiskey. But for whiskeys, AJ, I think if you drank this, man, you would have no trouble. It's it's really? it's sweet, um, candied orange peel. Uh, a little bit of is on the taste of it, um, and it's basically a blend of multiple grain whiskeys and multiple malt whiskeys. Um, just finely picked, finely crafted, and blended. Um, and I gotta say, man, I'm impressed. So I'll go ahead and hit you with this pour real quick. It's gonna be a yeah, little man. bit different. But, but I, I guess wish my like, glass could be cleaner. That's a that glass is so. Oh my gosh! Look at that that ball of ice. You're such a professional. You didn't see that? No. Now I see that ball of glass. Where? How, where's this glass? There's this ice maker uh, that you have that spits out balls of ice. It's a it's like a little mold, right? So you uh, you put wa- you pour water into it, and then you just put it in your freezer, and it's just like an ice cube. And, That's so uh, awesome. You just like open the mold up, and it does four of them at a time. So you're yeah, so man. official. Yeah, my wife got me that as a gift. So, cheers, cheers gift. to, cheers to wives for being amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, man. Last week, I love it. My wife, you saw, came in clutch with the Tiger King IPA. So, uh, exactly, exactly. So, yes. um, let me just let me give this a quick sip, right? Mm-hmm. Go for it. Does it burn? Does it burn? Does it burn down? doesn't burn really see i need to I, I need to like maybe next time you're in town or i'm in town or, or whatever we should do like a whiskey bourbon sort of tasting or something and maybe you can show me the ways because i just can't i don't know i maybe i'm just too i guess with beer you always have that acquired taste you have to kind of get through you got to get through the torture a little bit before you start to enjoy it so i need to get there yeah we, we could work on it i mean it takes a little bit of time right um but you know, uh, you, you, you should definitely like the bottom shelf whiskeys, right? That's probably why you're having so much trouble is because they're like really harsh. So if you, if you yeah. get one of these, like, you know, top shelf ones, you'll realize like, Oh, okay. Well, I can actually withstand that enough to, to start getting the taste for it. So, right. So where does like <laughs> wild Turkey fall on the list of like, <laughs> Oh, high that's quality. I, in my opinion, in my opinion, wild turkey is like bottom to mid shelf, right? I think that okay. depending, it also like if you sum it up just to like the name of the company or like the name of the of the brand, it's, yeah. it might not be enough because if it's if you could get like the the honey barrel, right? And the honey barrel mm. is going to be like top notch, and there's so many different variations of of what that wild turkey could be. So it depends on the bottle that you get, but like typically it's going to be like low to medium. Um, but they have, you know, honey barrels and whatnot, which w- might be like top shelf. So, nice. yeah, dude. So anyway, how what are you drinking? Guess what? I have something that's not from Farmhouse. <laughs> oh man, I was gonna say, is it Farmhouse? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. I love those guys, but <clears throat> I decided for this week I should switch it up, switch it up a little bit, and I'm I'm uh, supporting a different local brewery, which is actually Smart Mouth, who's headquartered in Norfolk, Virginia, um, but they also have like a pilot house out in Virginia Beach Oceanfront, which is closer to my house. So this week I've got a Pedal Pusher IPA. So that was kind of cool. Cans, it's got man. The, right. <laughs> These cans, the, the the artwork of a beer is almost as important as the quality of the beer itself anymore. Like we've talked about this before. Like what attracts yep. you to purchase a beer when you're in the store? Well, 
naturally humans are attracted to good design so we look for labels that look cool right and that's what kind of catches your attention but um yeah yeah so i i went on their website and did some online ordering action and picked it up and uh wore my mask so i was super safe but uh yeah it's the pedal pusher ipa it's 6.5 percent, so it's not super heavy and zero ibus which is extremely rare for for an ipa as well so the ibu is obviously the measure of bitterness so it's a very low bitter um very uh light ipa i haven't tasted this yet so we're gonna do a live a live tasting here um but interestingly enough they actually describe it as a soft ipa on their website so I'm interested to see what that looks like. All right, and here's the next level. New glass, new new beer oh, glass. Oh, hit him with it. Wow. That's smart. That. Ma- oh, upside down. Smart mouth um, beer beer glass as well. And it's shaped like a can, yeah. which is pretty dope. And it's also 16 ounces, so it fits a whole one of these bad boys in there without having to do two pours. So Dude, let's go so ahead cool. and I want one. make some magic here. It's nice and clean. Nice and we're gonna fill her up too. We're just gonna fill her up. Hopefully, I don't foam over. Up, up, up. Nope, not quite. Almost. Not quite. Oh, look at that. That's so. It looks like such a good pour, though. Yes. All right. And the shape of the glass. The shape of the glass looks like it almost keeps it in, right? Yeah, I guess so. Um, I poured a stout in this last night, which obviously doesn't have the the same sort of a head as an IPA. And it fit perfectly. It fits so perfectly. Nice. But we're going to go ahead and give this a taste. Oh, it looks so good. Mm, that is really good. It's uh, brewed with a couple different types of hops. I didn't write them all down, but there's definitely citra hops in there, which is what gives it its citrusy flavor. Um, yeah. And, it, yeah, zero IBUs definitely would be accurate. It's not, it's not super bitter at all. Actually, it's very, very refreshing. It's almost like more along the lines of like a Hefeweizen, I feel like. But um, okay. yeah, it's it's very tasty. So shout out Smart Mouth. Thank you guys for hooking me up um, with something different for the there. week. You got to yeah, take man. us down there. Yeah, like actually that was the first time I had been to their pilot house location in Virginia Beach. And um, obviously you couldn't go in. They had like this giant bay garage door open up on the side of the building. Um and you can see inside of there and have a bunch of picnic tables and things inside. It looks really like a cool spot. So we should definitely check it out once the uh, apocalypse is over. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm totally in. That sounds great. So cheers to you, Reese. Let's do a virtual cheers here. Here we go. Cheers. Bam. Boom. Bam. Tink. Smart map. That's for Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So... I th- didn't you say you had some uh, news for some beer releases? You know, I did, I did, but I, um, I didn't really get them, you know, jotted down. You know, one was that Founders was going to be releasing uh, one of their IPAs in a can that hadn't been traditionally Ooh. released in a can, um, and then same with uh, Deschutes. Deschutes is another brewery um, that is more well known, um, and uh, they had some like uh, Pride beer that that they were releasing. Um, you know, I, uh, I did want to talk a little bit about those, um, you know, so let me go ahead, let me go ahead and find those two real quick. Um, and, and we can kind of just dive in. So all day adding all day is an IPA by founders, 16 ounce cans, right? So, um, before there was, I guess, 12 and 19.2 ounce cans, 
Um, okay. And they weren't doing 16 ounce cans. So, you know, really it's just a, another way. This is, you know, one of Founders kind of uh, streamlined uh, IPAs. You know, typical, you know, it's 4.7 ABV, so it's easy drinking, 42 IBUs, you know, pretty easy drinking there. Um, But, yeah, so now, you know, next time you're out and about after the apocalypse ends, uh, you'll be able to see some some smaller um, 16-ounce cans that you can enjoy. That's Mm, something up your alley, right? Oh, yeah, dude. This is is a 16-ounce can. I love the 16-ounce cans, the four-pack. Um, right. I'm not sure what the better value actually is. I think if you get a six pack, you know, like I said, it all depends on the cost of the beer, but sometimes it's a better value to get a six pack, but I like the 16 ounce. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Um, and then the other one was Deschutes. Uh, they're celebrating diversity and inclusion through a specialty pride beer. So I don't know. Um, you know, I'm not really too involved with these, with the, with the pride community or whatnot, but it's nice to see, um, you know, breweries that are taking that into consideration, uh, you know, larger breweries that are being open and, and accepting and whatnot. So, you know, sure. you know, good, good on them, uh, for, for doing something like that. So it's, uh, it's $1 per six pack is donated to the sexual oh. and gender minority youth resource center in Portland, Oregon. Um, you know, which is, you know, that's a nice little thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, this isn't really uh, giving me too much information on what the um, beer is. Uh, it's a. Uh, it's I guess it's kind of along the lines of a sour. Um, oh, here it is: bubbles and brunch Berlini. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I missed it. Bubbles brunch. and brunch Berlini. Yeah. So fifteen percent ABV, twenty-five IBUs. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry. Did I say fifteen percent? Shit. It's. Five percent. Okay. Five percent. Fifteen percent. My bad. My bad. Um, it's in twelve ounce cans, uh, six packs, and I. It's not really saying. Okay, sorry. Here it is. It's a champagne cocktail type beer. Wow. What? It's a lager. That's interesting. It's a lager that's tried like fashioned towards a Bellini, clean and crisp, very easy drinking with champagne like effervescence in a dry finish. Um, delicate peach flavors, slight tartness, um, addition of sounds white grapes and vanilla refreshing. notes. Dude, I could totally drink that. That sounds right up my alley. So, yeah. uh, You're okay. All about the fruitiness. The I do. I like, I like sours, you know, I like, I like all kinds of different things, you know, yep. but I, I do like sours. So, oh yeah. All right. You know, actually, um, um yeah, yeah. Before we move on, I actually would like to see. I mean, I know this is kind of a hard time because breweries themselves, like especially these local brewers, are are struggling also to kind of stay open during this uh, situation. But it would be cool just to see more breweries start to do something like that, where you know different charities or things that they donate to, they release special beers. Not to yeah. say that, not to say that they aren't doing this already, but to see more of that, like, hey, order the six pack, we donate a dollar to you know whatever the charity may be but that's kind of cool that they're doing that so yeah man good totally totally cool good for deschutes um mad respect there so hey oh, um, yeah. are you are you ready to transition over into tech news or are we waiting let's do some tech news i'm ready all right guys three two one transition time Oh my god, well, that was like perfect perfect timing. Perfect. Was timing. it? Right. Yes. Yes. 
Good, good job. Actually, some BTS. I can't tell when we're going and when we're stopping, and I just depend on the beer to say, all right, we're back, and I just perfectly timed this this magical <laughs> hand wipe. It was unbelievably perfect timing. <laughs> I sh- we should start, start doing one of those things that like YouTubers do. It's like between clips, they just like grab the camera, so it like goes dark. It's just like, all right, guys, we'll see you in a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then when when they release, it's like they're in a different city. It's like we're in Chicago, and then... <laughs> Hey, what's up, guys? I'm in New York. We're in Mexico. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. We're, we're going to do that on our next transition. Let's do that. Yeah. Let's do that. All right. So you man. got a new Technology keyboard. news. I got a new keyboard, and I forgot to talk about it last week, and I was so ashamed of myself. Um, I've told, told you about this keyboard, and I've showed it to you, but I was like, I need to show this to the people. The people need to know about you almost the Keychron. See this the keychron k4 so yeah so keychron oh i actually could do a side-by-side comparison um i'm not going to unplug it because i actually have it set up to do cabled right now but i can still show it on the the camera i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna zoom you in oh yeah there it is shoom, shoom. check this bad Looks boy so out nice. so it's it's i can't pull the cord far enough i will say my one complaint about this thing so far is that the cable they gave you is not nearly long enough but anyway, so yeah, this is a K4. This is a Keychron K4. We'll send a, put a link to it in the YouTube description. I feel like I'm doing a terrible job showing this thing off because like upside down, but it's it's plugged in. So no, uh, we could see yeah. it. Yeah, it's a uh, mechanical keyboard. It's Bluetooth. It's Bluetooth cable. It's also um, uh, come on cable. Yeah. So here you can see these switches on the side here. You can switch between Bluetooth and wired connections. You can see I've got it plugged in now. It's got a USB-C plug on it. You can also switch between Windows operating system, Android, Mac, iOS. Um, it basically is compatible with everything. I think you could even do like Linux and things like that with it. Um, but it's it's full mechanical keyboard. It's uh, customizable keycaps. So you can pull these bad boys off, replace them with new keycaps. And it's got... Uh, a Gateron brown switch inside the keys. So for you guys that are, are don't know really a lot about mechanical keyboards, when you buy a mechanical keyboard, and the whole benefit there is that you get more of a tactile click when you're pressing your keys. There's more of a sound associated with it. You can ask my wife. She's kind of annoyed by it. Um, it's a lot more clicky and um, tactile, so you can it, it it's, makes you essentially more accurate with your typing. Um, and they're very popular in the gaming industry, obviously, with, with streamers and things like that. But when you go to shop for a mechanical keyboard, you have oftentimes choice between what what types of switch you get with your keyboard. So if you're building something custom, you can pick between like a Cherry switch. Cherry is a very popular manufacturer of keyboard switches. And then these Gateron switches, which are also becoming quite popular as well. Um, the color that's associated with the key the, the switch. So, for instance, I, I said I have a Gateron Brown. Um, is usually a, is usually tied to like a noise indication and also a resistance. So, the brown switch that this that I ordered this with is um, very tactile. It's a lot of resistance to it. Not a lot. It's not super heavy, but it has less of a clack to it and more of just like a thud. So, um, I'm just gonna be typing randomly in a document, but it's kind of hard to hear here. You've got a nice little thud to your keys nice very satisfying if you ask me is it so take a lot I of wanna, pressure i mean that's kind of hard to demonstrate on the video obviously but it is definitely if you're comparing this to like a laptop keyboard or a standard like dell keyboard that you get at, a, at an office space it is more resistant it is a little bit harder to push down the button but there is like an actuation point that you can feel 
while you're hitting the button. So you know exactly when the key has yeah. been pressed. There's no wobble to the keys like you would find on something like a MacBook Pro keyboard. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to kind of show that off briefly. You know, maybe I don't think I'm gonna. this channel is going to ever dive into full-blown tech reviews, but it might do a cool little segment on this keyboard eventually just to kind of give some impressions on it, do some sound tests and things like that. Um, but checking my drawers here. My desk drawers, not my pants drawers. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to clarify on that one. Uh, Good job. <laughs> Clarifying. Uh, but I, I'm coming from this. This is also a Keychron. Uh, this is the K1. This is the first keyboard that they released. It's actually a very, a very new um, manufacturer. But uh, you can see here, this has also got the RGB. You've got different light cycles you can switch between by pushing the little light button. Um, so you can do cool little things like that. But it's a lot more clacky nice. than the other one. So it's a cool little upgrade to my to my setup. Yeah, dude. Right, I think... You, and I know, I know you were looking at mechanical keyboards, Reese. What have you, have you found anything that you interested in? No, not yet, really. Um, there was a Razer one that I thought was nice, um, but I want the clicky. I want the clicky. So, you know that I bought this um, uh, this keypad, this Razer keypad. Um, oh yeah. And it's got mechanical buttons on it, and it's got like an analog stick. It's got a lot of cool things going on for it. I can't. Um, actually, I can show it. This right here. The Tartarus Pro, the most recent one that they've released. I love um, this thing. RGB, and it's got uh, a space button for your thumb. It's got a quick switching button. It's got an analog. Um, I could put a little analog insert there um, or just have the directional. Um, you know, but, yeah. but this one is tactile and not clicky, but it's it's there's too much resistance, right? So... I've found that my fingers actually get fatigued. Um, really? Yeah. So I would, I would, I would love to find a way that I could just ease up on the resistance a little bit here. And, um, but yeah, just you know, when I go to get a keyboard, it's it's going to be probably clicky and less tactile. Mm -hmm. Now that I kind of understand, you know, how it works a little bit more. Um, but yeah, I haven't I haven't found one just yet. Um, but I, I like the review that you're giving on the one that you have right now. So it's very yeah. possible uh, that we might have the same keyboard in the future. We'll see. I got to do some research. Yeah, they have a few different models, man. I definitely would suggest checking them out. But um, if you want something a little less resistant, I would suggest the blue switches, even with Cherry or Gateron. But the blue switch is a lot lighter. So lighter okay. meaning less resistance and also more clacky. Mine's you could hear it's kind of like a thud sound to it. It's like a more of a thud, but um, yeah. the blue is a little bit more clicky and a lot lighter. So if you're a really fast typer, um, <clears throat> that might be something more your speed. But yeah, I, I yep. mean, obviously you can try this thing out whenever you guys come in, uh, or the next time we come in, I can even bring it with me to let you let you play around with. But um, okay. they've got a couple of different models. Some more compact. This was a hundred key, the hundred key ninety six percent model. So it's almost a full size keyboard. They've got some that are 10 keyless, so they don't have the number pad on the right-hand side. And they just released one called the K6, um, which is a lot more compact. It's missing – I don't think it has the function row on the top of the keyboard. So if that's something okay. you don't really find yourself needing very often um, and can do without, then you can get rid of the function row at the top and it's like really compact. Um, um, so. so one thing I am 
looking for is is a more compact keyboard. Right now, I'm using the uh, the Death Adder, the Razer. Uh, I think it's the actually I think it's the Death Stalker. Yeah, because um, Death Adder's the mouse. The mouse, and and so this is a very large, you know, keyboard, yep. um, and it takes up too much space on my desk, and I use a very low DPI setting on my mouse, so I have to have more movement. Um, and so yeah. that's, that's the one feature that I think is probably the most important is a more compact keyboard, um, uh, lengthwise, the, you know, the, the width of it is, is fine. So, yeah. And then I think I'll, I'll keep that in mind. Blue keys. I should try the blue keys. I want to try the brown ones that you have as well. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely yeah. let you try it out. But speaking of keyboards, um, another, another news story Apple has actually released new 13-inch MacBook Pros. So, Reese, I'm not sure if you've ever even used a MacBook Pro. I know you're a Windows guy. You're through and through. Yeah. Um, but I've actually, I have actually own a 2017 13-inch MacBook Pro. And what's interesting about their new MacBook Pros is they've introduced a brand-new keyboard. So people complained oftentimes. Okay. I'm not, I'm not going to have my MacBook here, but I'm not going to pick it up and show it and everything. But um, the keyboard has been the primary complaint amongst users for the longest time. It's unreliable. It the keyboard basically shuts down if it gets like any sort of dust underneath the keycaps, um, which is really terrible. Um, and it's very low travel, so it's it's just kind of like speaking of accurate typing, it's not the not the laptop for you. I'm gonna um, go ahead and share it as you're as you're speaking. Oh yeah, yeah yeah, good point. Um, but yeah, so they released their new MacBook Pros. There's a couple of things that are that are the primary um, differentiators with this. Number one being that it's got um, the new 10th gen Intel processors. So this, if you can mod this thing up pretty high, like you can spec this thing out, and I think it, if you spec it out all the way, it's $3,600. So it's definitely not a cheap machine. Wow. You could build a pretty pretty bad uh, gaming machine, a gaming PC for that amount of money, but. Um, their Intel 10th gen processor can clock up to 4.5 gigahertz. So it is, a, it is pretty, uh, pretty fast. Jeez. It's got up to 32 gigabytes of Ram. So if you're somebody that does video editing, photo editing, um, this is definitely That's something insane. you might want to 32 gigs of Ram is a lot for a laptop. Yeah. Um, four terabytes of storage you can put in this thing as well. Again, now, do you ridiculous. Know- now, do you know if that's SSD or HH or HD? Is it a hard drive or an SSD? It's definitely I SSD, would... just based on the size of the device. Oh my god, that's insane! Yeah, and I think on that on that page you're on it, it, if you go down a little further, it does talk about the read and write speeds. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you can spec this thing out to be pretty pretty beast, but um. As far as form factor is concerned, I think it's changed in thickness by a couple of millimeters. It may be a little bit thicker than the last gen, but nothing crazy. And so the reason that it's thicker is because they've introduced a new keyboard finally to satisfy the people. To satisfy the people who buy the, the computers people. for the last nice. three year, three wait, four years at this point, who have been buying this this MacBook and have been complaining about the keyboard. Um, so what they've done is they've increased the travel. Not quite as far as it used to be on the old MacBooks, but they've increased the travel of the keys. They've increased the stability of the keys so that they don't wobble as much. And they've reduced the noise. So they, and they've added some more dampening inside of the keycap so it's not quite as clacky. Um, I can tell you my office for my full-time job, um, I'd say probably 50% of people that work there use these these gen, the last-gen models of the MacBook Pro. 
And so if you're in a meeting, you can almost not even like, like send an email while you're in a meeting, which maybe you should be paying attention to the meeting anyways. Um, <laughs> but if you start typing on that thing in a meeting, people start looking at you like, dude, will you keep it down with that keyboard, please? Um, so, whoops. So yeah, check out those new MacBooks. If you've got $3,600 to spend, you can get a monster. But I will tell you just in my experience with my MacBook Pro, the 2017 model, which only has like a 3.5 gigahertz processor. It's an i5 Intel, probably eighth gen. Um, it chugs if I try to edit or export any video. When I'm doing these clips, if, I have, if I'm running Adobe Premiere on my laptop to, to cut some clips from our, for our show, it sucks the battery life out like nobody's business. And oh. the computer just drags. But then on my gaming PC, it just burns through stuff. So just keep that in mind. All right. I, I mean, yeah, it's not really my style, but hey, man, I, I can't believe that they fit that much power uh, into a 13-inch uh, you know, MacBook. That's whew, uh, yeah. bravo. Bravo. Yeah, definitely. So um, a little bit more news uh, before we hit our next section. Um, all you social media users out there, which is basically everybody in the entire world at this point, Facebook. Hey, boomers. Hey, boomers. <laughs> <laughs> That's us. That, we're, that was great. I'm, I know. We're, <laughs> I'm we're not boomer. boomers, You're, but we do use social media, and we are old. We're kind of we're, – we're, we're older, I guess. Not really, but, like, I've had 23-year-olds call me a boomer before, so <laughs> – <laughs> Come on. Anyway, um, so Facebook has redesigned their desktop site with a dark mode. First off, not just a dark mode, but like they've, it, it looks completely different now. Like they've um, realigned everything. It's, it looks so clean and smooth. I know before um, I was, I, I had a trouble going on Facebook because it was just so scattered and clunky and, um, Everything was all just like smushed together. Like it just, it just didn't look good on the eyes and you know, it didn't have a dark mode either. So I tried not to use Facebook that much, but as of today, um, today's the 8th of May, 2020. Um, it's now redesigned and it has a dark mode. So it's uh, faster, easier to use and gives your eyes a break with the dark Ooh. mode. And to give you a little tip um, to do it, it's very easy. So in the top right, when you log into um, Facebook on, on you know, Google or, or basically from a PC, from a desktop, uh, go to the top right. There's the little arrow pointing down. It's a little arrow. Uh, click that down arrow, and you'll see in the options in that, in that um, little pane there, there's a little um, switch to new Facebook option. Click that option. Um, you'll get a couple prompts. Um, it'll kind of show you some new things. And then um, before you get to the end of it, it'll ask if you want to go to light mode or dark mode. Um, you know, so choose whichever you prefer. Um, and if you stay in light mode but later on want to switch to dark mode, you can click that same down arrow and toggle dark mode on or off um, in that same little settings uh, drop-down option. So... Um, you know, a couple more things. So Facebook's core utility seems to have been or is and currently still is organizing large events and certainly reaching out to people that you yeah, that you know in real life, but maybe you don't have their contact information or people that you're trying to, you know, uh, reach out to that you haven't talked to in a while, you know, things like that. So they've 
kind of specialized in that area more or less. So, um, you know, they're trying to hone in on that and improve on it some more um, while also adding a couple new focuses, such as increasing, you know, uh, basically the, uh, the cosmetics or, you know, how nice um, videos look on Facebook's newsfeed, basically, so that they're more appealing to your eyes. They stand out a little bit more. It's a little bit easier to know what you're looking at. Um, so they want to get those videos working a lot better. Um, and then, again, um, ease of access um, or easy access to events and groups. Um, I always felt like that was a little bit confusing for me. So if you're not, like, a Facebook yeah. user, the barriers to entry for that kind of stuff was just, like, not appealing I even tried creating a page on there for my stream and it was just a challenge. And I think, um, you know, I think AJ, you, you created one for, for the podcast. So, I mean, I just, I just feel like that part's clunky and they needed to fix it. So I haven't dove in yet to see what that all looks like just yet. I'm excited to hear that they've made some changes and then they've also redesigned the messenger pane. Um, it was the messenger pane was like 10 years ago, right? So now it looks more standard to what you kind of see with a lot of the different messenger panes in, you know, Twitter, Instagram, other, other, you know, social media platforms. So uh, overall, very good. Took them long enough. I mean, they're kind of behind the curve on that, though. But yeah. yeah, the running joke has always been every time I log into Facebook, it looks different. Like there's always something changing. But interestingly enough, I don't have this option, and I don't I don't understand why. I've checked both of my computers. It's not on my Mac or my PC, and I wonder if there's really? some stipulations as to like the type of user you are. Like maybe if you manage pages or something, you don't get this new look. I'm not really sure, but I'm not finding it um, because I want to try it out. I love dark mode. I dark mode everything. Give me all the dark modes. So you have the you have the drop down arrow, right? Yeah, I'm in the drop down arrow. I I don't want to share it. On, nah. on the live portion because I don't want to like it's kind of my it's my personal Facebook right so I don't want to yep I don't want nah, that getting out there that. but in the top right you have the drop down arrow yeah I got the drop down arrow I've got all that it's got like manage pages your groups manage ads activity log all that good stuff settings but it is no option to toggle to toggle but like it's like right down there towards the bottom like two or three up from the bottom it should say switch to the new no. one. That's weird. I got really. payment history, send money, settings, newsfeed preferences. I've got all those things, but um, hmm. well, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I have to play around. I will have to play around with that because I am very they, interested in that. They could be rolling it out, right? And maybe it just hasn't hit your area yet. But the yeah. news as of today is it's available to everyone. It was in kind of like beta testing from March. Um, starting back in March, only certain um, areas and certain people were able to get access to it. You had to sign up for it, um, and now it's uh, it should be available to everyone. So, you yeah, know, who knows, try man? It tomorrow. I, I mean, my the company that I work for, the development team does so much um, A/B testing and things like that, and certain only certain percentages of traffic see certain features and things. So. I can only imagine a company of Facebook's caliper, cal- caliper, caliber, how much uh, testing and things like that they do. So, yeah, I'll yeah. keep checking back and try it out because I have always wondered. I mean, Facebook is a monster in itself, but right. like the number of features and options you have in Facebook, the, the ways you can use it, you know, it's just 
absurd. It's so hard to manage. Whereas like for yeah. Twitter, for instance, you've got like three things you can do in Twitter, Instagram, yep. you can do like three things, right? It's very focused. Um, and the, the ad campaigns and stuff that Facebook have been running recently are all centered around groups. So what you're saying about that yep. is definitely, definitely interesting. Um, so yeah, I definitely keep, I'll, I'll keep an eye out cause I like dark mode and all kinds of clean UI stuff. So very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Maybe you have to update your computer or something. But let me know tomorrow. I kind of want to. I kind of want to know if it if it's available to you. So. Yep. Yep. Will okay. do. Well, that's uh that brings us to our next section. We're done with tech. We made it through tech, guys. I we think we had some good through. stuff today. We had some yeah, good tech lots stuff. Of shiny keyboards, and I want to say for all you guys listening on the audio version, make sure you check out the YouTube video if you want to see the shiny keyboard with all the fancy RGB lights and all the good stuff that uh, Reese was sharing with the Apple, with the, the MacBook Pro, check out the video version. It's got lots of goodies. Yeah, guys. All right, I'm going to transition. You ready? Let's do it. Three, two, one. <laughs> Where are we? Where are oh we? Oh my gosh. Is this Mexico? <laughs> um, no, it's not. It's not. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, we're still here. I thought I thought that if you grabbed your camera, I thought you like teleported somehow. That's what I've seen on the internet. I don't know. I'm pretty sure we're in a different dimension now. Oh. Oh wait. I'm the beard. <laughs> and I'm the ginger. Look at that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let me change my lighting. very cool very cool so man let's talk about these ufc shenanigans how excited are you for tomorrow i can't believe it's here i literally posted on our instagram page like a a lineup of the fights and i'm like i can't even i still continue to pinch myself i'm like is this actually happening is this a dream is this a real card i can't even believe it it's such an amazing the last time we watched a fight the last time we watched one, it was we were together, right? I was down there. I'm pretty sure that was the last time they had one. Yeah, what was that fight? That was the um... Adesanya versus Romero. Yep, yep. That that barn burner. <laughs> what a disappointment. At least the co-main was good. Oh yeah, yeah, it was. Um, yeah. So, so um, UFC shenanigans. UFC 249 is tomorrow. How excited are we? Oh man, I'm literally. Can't even sit still. I'm so excited. Um, it'll be interesting to see. I'm excited okay. to see like if they release numbers on like how much this event makes, because people have gone so long without viewing, without seeing people punch each other in the face, and they're just excited to get back to it. Um, right. So, right. and for fans of the sport like ourselves, we're excited to see these guys perform again. I've like missed seeing everyone missed bruce bruce buffer's voice i've missed the commentators the referees the fighters um you know Good so old rojogan rojogan oh yeah i forgot we're in their alternate universe <laughs> 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 gotta keep that continuity going oh man so good so yeah. interestingly uh they put out an article so we'll find out for sure tomorrow but they did some like they did some, I think ESPN put out an article that talked a little bit about what's UFC 249 actually going to look like, because obviously there's still restrictions in place. You can only have a certain number of people in, 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 in a confined area. Some of the states are starting to kind of loosen up a little bit and 
kind of peel back some of those restrictions. But for an event like this, obviously things are going to be different. So here's a few things that are going to be a little bit different about USC 249 versus what we've seen at previous events. Number one, no crowd. So they're not going to be people in the audience screaming and cheering and booing. So that'll be interesting. How do you think you're going to feel about watching something like that? I'm just interested to see, like, how's it going to, like, make me feel, right? Like, the energy on on the television is going to be lower because the energy in that arena is going to be lower. Like, how's that going to affect the fighters? Like, some fighters might get, like, hyped up when there's so many people around that they fight better. And, you know, me, I don't know. Like, maybe it'll affect me. Maybe it it won't. But it'll definitely be a weird experience, right? It's something new. Um, but I mean, we have seen other like, um, you know, Dana White's other series where he's like looking for a fighter True. thing, right? Where where they do those when there's like nobody around. So True. it's just weird to see a UFC event like that. I don't I don't know if there's ever been an empty arena at a UFC event. Yeah, I don't ever. know. I mean, I, I, I'm trying to think by personal experiences. I think watching the Ultimate Fighter series it's probably the closest thing that I can remember. I've never actually watched the Dana White's looking for a fight or um, those sort of shows, but the the ultimate fighter series, it's a room full of probably like 30, 40 people. So still there's some background noise, people yelling, um, things like that. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, I think, I I think it's probably going to be something somewhere similar, similar to that, but I mean, are they, are they gonna like dub in like crowd noises or something? They're gonna have to like just play some background weird. music. Background it's like a music it's like the whole time. These shows, these sitcoms you see have like laugh tracks, so it's not real people laughing. It's just like a laugh track. So right, <laughs> they have like boo tracks and they have like cheering tracks and yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've been watching a lot of TV. Like I've watched SNL do their like SNL at home, which is still honestly kind of funny. Like I actually enjoyed the SNL at home um, shows, but that's a little more skit based. So it does, it kind of lands still, but I've watched Jimmy Fallon's late night show where he's at home. And I'll tell you, man, it's kind of awkward to be honest with you. Like I love Jimmy Fallon. I think he's awesome. I think he's hilarious, but when he's at home and he's doing his like little, uh, monologue at the beginning or his like, thank you notes or whatever he's doing, there's no audience laughter. So like you don't, Oh yeah. If it's not something that super resonates with you, you don't even crack a smile. You're just like, this feels weird. And you can tell he feels weird about it too. Like he just doesn't seem super happy about it. Um, so I'm hoping that I'm hoping that we don't get the same vibe from the event. I don't think we will though. I think honestly, I'm going to be personally really excited. I'm um, still going to no be excited. What. I mean, think about the card, right? That's going to make up for any awkwardness because the, the, the caliber of this card is just, you know, Un- unheard real. of. Yeah. Unreal. Yeah. So number two is there's going to be limited staff in camp there. I read that there was going to be a limited amount of staff allowed at the event. Um, and also not only, not only that, but the commentators at the table will be separated by barriers and a certain amount of distance. So you're not going to see the clips of Joe Rogan and Daniel Cormier. Like I'm actually, I'm not sure who's, who's uh, commentating on this. I think I know John Anik's going to be there. I know Joe Rogan's going to be there. Um, you're not going to see them slapping each other in excitement or like Joe Rogan, like falling onto somebody else or things like that. It's going to be people separated by what I assume are going to be like plexiglass barriers. So that's going to be interesting. Um, and there's, there's going to be no in ring interviews. So after the fights, so after the fight is, has been decided, Joe Rogan's not going to go out into the ring and hold the mic up to somebody. 
there's going to be the oh. commentator. So Joe's going to be wearing a headset, and he's going to be interviewing the fighter who's also going to be wearing a headset, right? So all this stuff that's going to play into it, it's going to be real weird, I think. So it's just going to be two fighters and a referee. This is going to be weird. Yeah, I, I can't remember the exact numbers. I should have written them down, but I think the, the okay. camp the camp is limited. Um, the actual people, I, I mean, I guess there's obviously still got to be a cut man. There's still got to be a doctor. There's still got to be judges, you know. Um, yeah. everybody's, I, I don't know if everyone's going to be wearing masks. I saw some pictures from the weigh-ins. I'm not sure if you saw any of those weigh-in pictures, but some of the fighters themselves were actually wearing masks with their weigh-in photos. So it's going to be different. It's going to be different. So I I think what I'm also interested in is, is it going to be better for the fighters themselves? Because they can more clearly hear the commentary coming from their their corners, right? And so actually I think there was a fight uh, before the full shutdown Okay. It looks like, and I'm reading this from the, somebody in our chat. Thanks, Toby. Uh, and UFC 170 Brazil was without an audience. And I actually do kind of recall that. Um, but being able to hear your corner as a fighter, I can imagine, is a lot more helpful than just hearing the boos or cheers from the audience. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think you know, so there's, there's a couple things, right? Uh, it's going to impact how some of these fights go because some of these fighters, you know, they're going to be able to hear their corner. Um, and they're also not going to have like that energy behind them, you know? So in these circumstances, the fights might play out differently than they, than they might have, you know, with a full arena. Um, so that's going to be interesting to see if like, maybe some fighters might do better with, with the smaller crowds, right? Who knows? Yeah. 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 It's going to be interesting. So moving um, on from that, I think we got some news in relation to our man John Jones, right? Yeah, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hit this one real quick. So Dana White basically said that like he's not gonna discipline John Jones at all for what happened back in March, right? The March arrest, which was related to an aggravated DWI, negligent use of a firearm, possession of an open container, and he didn't even have proof of insurance in his vehicle. So wow, man. <laughs> John what Jones, a terrible come citizen. On, dude. Yeah, I mean, we talked about this already, so I'm not even going to get into it. But you know, get get it, get, turn that around real quick, get it back together. Um, I was going to say, shooting a gun in the air, fine. Speeding while you're while you're drunk, fine. Not carrying insurance in your car, how dare you? How what kind of person you? are you? You're what a monster. What kind of citizen are you? All of us other citizens, <laughs> we carry our damn insurance. You better carry yours too. Anyway. <laughs> But anyway, Dana White's not going to punish him. But that doesn't mean, like, you know, some other entity, you know, somebody else in the UFC might impact him in some kind of way. But Dana White doesn't give a shit. Sorry, I'm swearing now. It's the liquor. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so so that's that. And then um, a little bit of heavyweight news, right? Stipe Miocic is getting pressured right now by a um, – Dana and Daniel Cormier to sign a fight for summertime. And he's like, dude, we've been shut down in Ohio. We're not going to, I can't even train right now. How could I sign a fight for, for summertime? Ohio's still shut down and that's where he's at. So, you know, he's getting all this pressure from them. Dana White's actually threatening right now to strip him. What? And yeah, 
There's he's oh, come he said on, it's a dude. he said it's a possible it's it's possible that Stipe will be stripped of the title. He said that during the middle of the That's... week, and then during the press conference, he like kind of he reinforced that, and he was like, "Yeah, we could definitely do that," you know. And it's like, dude, come on, yeah, come on. That's and not from cool Stipe's perspective, he's like, "Listen, I'm not only am I the champ, my state's locked down, I can't train, and Daniel Cormier's not calling the shots." He just wants to he just wants to fight me so that he can retire. Like that's yeah. not what this is all about. He's going to fight when he's ready to fight. He's the champion and he deserves that. I mean, they're one they're one to one right now. So they I want to see the fight, but Need if he gets stripped of the belt, that's that's complete. That's total doo-doo. BS, man. Yeah. Doo-doo. I mean, maybe if that's how you feel, do an interim belt. Interim belt. I think interim belts are kind of dumb anyways, if you ask me, but mm. if that's what you want to do, do an interim belt. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's ridiculous. I mean, Stipe is 37. I just looked it up. He's 37 years old. Wow. That's not old, but in terms of a, a UFC fighter, that's getting up there and you, ha- it, it takes a lot of work to train and cut weight and get down to the weight that you need to be at to fight number one. And I wonder how DC feels about that because DC's not, probably up in the same age range as well. I would imagine. I think he's and older. I think he, I think he walks around heavier than Stipe does. So, um, yeah, that's that's ridiculous, man. I, I think Dana's probably just under a lot of pressure, probably from, you know, ESPN, from Disney, from all his his bosses to make DC's some big 41. fights. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I can't that's... imagine trying to – I mean, the summertime, when you say the summertime – that's a couple months away. These fighters traditionally yeah. have like six months to prepare and, and go to camp yep. and cut weight. Like that's crazy at a, at a minimum three. And that puts us in August. Right. So it's like, come on, you know, he's, yeah. he's thinking that Stipe is thinking that the fight might not happen this year at all. But like, I think if they fight again, that it, it's possible that it's probably like the last fight for both of them. And they, yeah. I mean, if I was Stipe, I would retire. Like, come on, he doesn't need to keep doing this stuff. He's got kids. He's got a kid now, you know. He's he's he does his thing in Ohio. He's good. Yeah, um, yeah he's like a, he's like a firefighter, so he's got a, yeah. he's got a life outside of the UFC. Yeah, I mean yeah. DC. What does DC want, anyways? DC's got a career in in commentating. He's one of my favorite commentators, actually. Um, yep. So DC I mean, I guess just he wants that respect back. He wants that pride, that legacy. He wants to see his pound for pound ranking go back up, most likely, and get his get his credibility back. Yeah, like you said. Mm-hmm. So interesting, you know his his legacy's ruined at both light heavyweight and heavyweight. If he doesn't get that win, if he can get that win against Stipe, then he gets that heavyweight legacy back. Yeah, yeah, true. So, yep. so I think that's about all we've got for UFC. I mean, it seems light, but really, dude. I mean, next week's show is going to be packed full of UFC recaps. I mean, typically oh, yeah. with our UFC recaps, we stick to like the co-main and the main to really delve into what happened, our thoughts, our reactions, all that stuff. But we've got, I mean, we've got so many insane fights to talk about next week. We've got Cowboy versus Pettis, the rematch. Um, Obviously, Ferguson Gaethje. I'm so excited to see what happens there. Uh, You know, I could go on forever. But um, just one last thing about 249 I thought was interesting. I looked back and, again, me being like, is this actually a thing? Is this a real fight that's going to happen? Nobody missed weight except for one person, and that was Jeremy Stevens by like a half a pound. So there's been no reports of dropouts. There's been no reports of, you know, canceled fights. So by all accounts, this is going to happen. So make sure you come back next week 
to hear our thoughts on what happened with UFC 249. I can't wait. Oh, absolutely. Um, so that's our that's that's it for the shenanigans, brother. Let's let's go ahead and talk about some video games. You ready? Let's do it. All right, guys. Wait, hold on. Three, two, one. back hey what oh hey what are we are we back in our normal reality again oh man i think we are yes i'm back wow something just feels right about this joe rogan is commentating and not ro jogan oh nice (laughs) joe rogan's back i like that guy oh man this is so silly (laughs) yeah hey man so you know you want to tell me about some uh some free games oh yeah so every week Thanks to the beard. I didn't know this was a thing before the podcast, but Epic Games releases free games every single week. They change. So it's always discounted all the way to the zero, so free 99. Um, so this week's game is called Death Coming. Uh, it's actually like an 8-bit. We should actually show it maybe. Um, let me pull up the Epic Game Store. Give me one moment. Here, I can do it. Here, you got it up? I will have it up in about two seconds. All right, so I'll just keep talking then. Um, yeah, so Death Coming, it is uh, typically five ninety nine. It's free Oops. until the fourteenth. You got it going. I hit the wrong button. Here we go. Oh. <laughs> there we go. It's free until five. It's free until May fourteenth. So the end of next, I guess, end of next week almost. Um, so essentially what ha- what's happening here, if you're looking at the visual, it's like an 8-bit sort of pixelated artwork style, very colorful. You've got these little people running around the town, and you are, I guess, Death. You are the ominous Grim Reaper sort of character, and you control the world around these pesky little people, and essentially your goal is to, is to collect their souls. You want to collect all the souls of the humans. Um, and you you control their environment, and it's sort of like a Final Destination sort of. It's akin to Final Destination, and if you haven't seen those movies, like these crazy deaths happen by like these logs falling off of a log truck and bouncing down an interstate and impaling people through a car windshield, like just crazy stuff that never happens. Um, these freak accidents, but you create these freak accidents in this video game, and you collect the souls of the people. But you have what do they call them in the description? I think it's like. Uh, Agents of light will do everything they can to stop you. So you've uh, got some you've got some competition. So okay. I haven't played this game yet, but Reese and I were talking about it before the show. It looks really fun. Unfortunately it's not multiplayer or else we may be we may have streamed this together, but definitely one. I, I added it to my library. I downloaded it. Um, quote unquote downloaded it. I added it to my library so that I can download it again later. Take advantage of the freeness. So check it out. Yeah, it looks fun. Um, it looks like a quick and easy kind of, you know, relaxing little little game to check out. So, okay, we'll keep that in the holster. I like it. Rel- relax while you slay innocent beings. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> you have a bad day at work, you just come home and, you, you know, know, just you know, take care of business, I guess. Just, just slay anyway. some people. Yeah. Um, all right, so uh, 
real quick, there's another free game out there, and uh, we can post this in the show notes, right? So if you made it this far, you get um, you get a free game. Um, so it's a game called Evil Genius. Um, it's it's kind of similar to The Death Coming a little bit, like the same kind of theme where you're where you're like, you know, causing havoc for other people, chaos and whatnot. Um, so basically, this link is going to be in the show notes. Um, you go ahead and click that link. Link your Steam to the Rebellion Developments website. Rebellion Developments is the development team that created Evil Genius. Um, and so to give you a little bit of background, it's a single-player, real-time strategy and simulation video game. Uh, you play one of three Evil Genius archetypes and build a lair containing kung fu, academies, rocket caravans, and laboratories, and you recruit henchmen to roam the corridors, hunting down invasive James Bond types, and you uh, send out some goons into the world to do evil deeds and build a doomsday device so you can take over the world. So it's kind of oh. like weird that these these free games from two different sources have like a very similar theme, right? That is kind of funny. What's the yeah, chance of that? It is, right? Right. It's not 8-bit. Um, you know, it's it's 3D graphics. It looks uh, pretty good. So, um, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to take the time to show it right now. Guys, just go yep. check it out. Evil Genius, go check it out on YouTube and um, you know, click the link in the show notes if you want a free game. So, there All you right. go. We are burying the lead here, Reese. We've got to get to this next one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> finally, finally, Cyberpunk 2077 will let you customize your genitals. <laughs> I'm sorry. What did you just say? I'm sorry. Did I did I stutter? I'm, I could have swore you, you said genitals, but is that what you said? Genitals? Genitalia. Genitalia. <laughs> <laughs> don't, please don't do that hand motion while you say genitalia. <laughs> genitalia. <laughs> oh man. So okay. So part of CD Projekt Red's <laughs> for your audio for the audio listeners. Don't watch the video version. Just forget what I said earlier. <laughs> Just continue on with your life and listen to the audio. <laughs> Not like this. Okay. <laughs> so. CD Projekt Red's decision not to include a traditional gender option in the game um, instead of offering a, a really inclusive... Instead, they're offering a really inclusive expanded character customization menu. So... <laughs> Including... Basically... <laughs> yeah. So it allows you to customize um, the back end, the front end, and the top end. Um <laughs> Full customization. Um, I think it still like makes you pick like male versus female, but then you get like this really inclusive customization to capture all of the LGBTQIA plus stuff. Okay, so to be clear here, the customization options are they allowing you to change your character up to identify as if you you know how you would in real life like okay so I'm trying to think yeah. of the pc way to say this if i'm a female i identify as a male i can i can look female and add male bits yeah if you okay. were born as a if you were born as a female and then you know transitioned into a male you could represent gotcha. yourself here okay that All right. that way um all right. You know, vice was, versa. In any combination, I think. It's so, gl it's so good. 
it's such a good thing that we marked this show as not for kids, number one, and yeah. also as explicit. <laughs> but I was thinking, I was thinking a different thing. I was like, you know what? I I want to have you know just a. <laughs> a I'm not gonna. It's not gonna go there. A chainsaw pelvis. Yes. Yeah, chain. That's what I was thinking. For sure. Or dolphin. I don't know. Something something really crazy. Yeah. No, I think it's yeah. just like sliders, if you can imagine sliders. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh-huh. So, so in the game, you can customize what your nose looks like. You can customize your hair color. You can, custom, you can add shirts. You can add pants. And you can also make yourself have whatever you would like to have. So. And cybernetic implants. And whatever else, oh, there's so much. Gosh. This game is going to be insane. It's coming out in September, so here's um, a funny. Here's a funny thought. Keanu Reeves makes it a cameo in this game, right? Oh, not he a, is, just like a cameo, dude. He's like a main character. He's mo-capped. He's in there. So can you customize Keanu Reeves's manhood? Oh, you know he's going to start out with max settings. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, whoa, 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 scale it back. We- hey, what about that elephant in the room? <laughs> anyway, all right, that's Oh, enough. my gosh, it's too much. <laughs> I've gone too far. Man, we can't even upload this anymore. Um, yep. But that is that is a, a news topic that was released this week, so um, it's that news. is happening. Someone has to talk about it. So get ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, oh, too good. That's such just a good story to end on. We just yeah. full dis- full disclosure. We we thought about naming the episode of this, sh- the naming the title of this show, "Customize Your Genitalia," <laughs> but we thought maybe that was too much, a little too far. Maybe who knows? Yep. It's all right. Maybe we could have right. done that, and then we would have got everybody in here. But it could have gone no viral. Well. The the show could have gone viral. The show could have gone viral. Not the. I keep walking myself into these things. You know what? This is we don't have OnlyFans here. Okay, get your mind out of the gutter. (laughs) (sighs) Anyway, all right. So that brings us to the end of it. Um, I think we're gonna go ahead and end the podcast version of this now. And on that note, (laughs) and yeah, on that note. Um, but I had a great time. I think you did too. That was a lot of fun. And guys, I, I, you know, make sure to check out our YouTube clips. Check us out on uh, Twitch every Friday night, um, nine o'clock Eastern time. We would very much appreciate you guys coming and hanging out with us. Uh, we love what we're doing here. Uh, we hope you guys do too. Um, any support you can give is, is very helpful. So, you know, like subscribe, you know, uh, follow us on our Twitter, follow us on our Instagram, follow us on our Twitch and, uh, you know, definitely come hang out with us. Follow us down the street. Um, you know, just don't follow me with your genitalia, <laughs> unless it's customized. Better be customized. Yes. Absolutely. All right. Thank you guys so much. We will catch you guys next week with episode twelve. Until then, have an amazing week. We'll see you guys have later. Have a good one. See you guys later.